abundance. We all want more of it. Health, relationships, career, prosperity. To be human is to strive for more. There's ample advice on how to create abundance. We need to have positive thoughts and believe in ourselves. But what happens if positive thinking doesn't come naturally? Are we doomed? I'm Jill McCabe, author, entrepreneur, negative thinker turned optimist, and your host on the Thinking Vitamins podcast. For years, I struggled to believe in myself. And for years, I fell short of my goals and aspirations. Until I learned a nifty bit of neuroscience that taught me how we can all rewire our brains to have more positive thoughts, self-belief, and abundance. That's what I created Thinking Vitamins for. Thinking Vitamins are sticky ideas, mantras, and perspective shifts that retrain your brain to expect good things to happen to you. So I ask you, are you ready to boost your abundance? Let's dive in. Today's episode of the Thinking of Vitamins podcast is a big one. It is a topic that is near and dear to my heart, how to become more resilient. This is very dear to me because a number of things in my life have happened that were not what I wanted and things that happened outside my control, but I figured out how to bounce back. And so part of being abundant is understanding that life is not always going to go the way we want, that things outside of our control are going to happen to us and figuring out how we can be resilient enough to rise above and create a life that's even better than before is something I think that everybody needs to learn how to do. It's part of being abundant. We can't just be abundant by, you know, we can build the most incredible life possible and then something could happen to change our external circumstances. And then do we lose everything or do we remain abundant? Being resilient is a really important part of creating abundance, of maintaining abundance, and of helping other people to become more abundant. Because of course, we can't be abundant alone. We need to be abundant in community. And I'm, I'm going to focus today's thinking vitamin around how I bounced back after a car accident that I had over a decade ago. And it's meaningful to me because the week that this is this podcast is being released is the anniversary of a car accident that really turned my life around. Now, um, I've actually uh, decided I'm going to give this a try. I'm just going to, you know, uh, just go ahead and read a small excerpt out of my book, It's Go Time. This is also helping me uh, start prepare to do readings from my book. So just to give you a little bit of the backdrop of how, what happened with my car accident and, and why it was so devastating to me. And then after I do that, I'm going to share 
three things backed by science that you can do to become more resilient. And I will share how I applied these three things through my last decade of really turning my life right around. Here we go. It was April 2009. A driver on his cell phone ran a red light and T-boned my car. During 2009 and 2010, I learned firsthand how life could be redirected in an instant. I suffered agonizing pain from my spine, neck, and brain injuries caused by the accident. Activities that I used to enjoy became unbearable. Everything hurt, sitting, standing, even sleeping. I couldn't cook, an activity that I used to love. I couldn't go to the gym. I stopped seeing friends and family. I became a recluse. As I emerged from that year and a half of pain, loneliness, depression, I vowed that I was going to make the most of my life from then on. I was done with good enough. Before the accident, I had ticked all the boxes. Swanky condo with a waterfront view, a hip boyfriend. I took exotic vacations. But somehow deep inside of me, I knew something was incomplete. I wanted something more. I knew I wanted to make a difference. I was at a crossroads and I knew it. I was in the wrong career, the wrong relationship, the wrong life. But although I was ready for a new one, I felt trapped by the life that I was in. The accident caused me to lose everything I had built and put me in considerable medical debt. I really didn't know how to turn things around. So that's a little excerpt from my book, It's Go Time, on what happened that day. What I'd like to talk to you about today is what's happened in the decade since that has led me from going into considerable, I was in consider over six figures of medical debt to the point that in that decade, I ended up creating my dream life, my dream life to the point that just this past week, as I've been reflecting about resilience about the car my the anniversary of my car accident and I and I realized everything I've ever dreamed of I already have and that is yeah is there more that I'm doing sure but I realized that I moved across the country to my dream location in British Columbia I live right on the ocean I work with people I enjoy and look forward to talking to on a regular basis. I have clients that I enjoy and look forward to serving on a regular basis. I get to create this podcast and meet incredible people and talk to them. I get, I just have, I've built great relationships and I want to talk about how did I do that? 
what are some of the things that I've did? Now, it was a long journey and it's been a long time. But as I was thinking about today's podcast and sharing ideas to become more resilient, I started looking around online to see sort of, you know, was my experience typical? Was my experience of how I turned my life? Is that supported by science? Is is there really rigor to how I did it? I found uh, a woman by the name of Lucy Hone. She is a resilience expert and researcher, and she shared three things that are like, there's, there's a lot you can do to become more resilient, but she shares three things that you can do. And I looked at these three things and I, I realized that I did all three of them. And I wanted to talk about those three and give examples because I also realized that it wasn't just overcoming my car accident. I've had quite a number of tragedies in my life and that it's helped me overcome those as well. And it's also, these are things that I see my most successful clients doing as well. And so I wanted to share them with you so that whatever's going on in your life, you can become more resilient. So this is what Lucy has to say, and we'll talk about each of the things she says and and then explore them a little bit. Her first thing that she says is that to get that shit happens. She points out that resilient people really just get that shit happens, that when something happens, it's not personal. It's like shit happens to all of us. And that's, I, I got thinking about that because when I had my car accident, like when I had it, you know, I was hit by a car. I was hit by another driver. I was talking on a cell. He nearly killed his own children as because they weren't in seatbelts. We were front page news because I happened to be hit on wear your seatbelt month. And so it was just a good marketing spin. And Toronto to make front page news with a car accident is in fact a big deal because normally that wouldn't. Um, and I, I realized I didn't do this, you know, I'm still okay, but I did not do that. Get that shit happens. I realized that I did take it personally. I spent absolutely months feeling sorry for myself. I just thought, why me? Why me? Why did I get hit? But as I think about, did I stay in that mindset the whole time? No, I did not. And you know, a lot of people ask me why I didn't sue. Why didn't I sue? Because the person who hit me was a physician. It you know, I could have gotten a bunch of money, could have done really well. Why did I struggle so much financially? And I remember even back then having the awareness that, you know, I didn't want to stay in a negative headspace. I knew that if I just focused on that victimhood, that I would create more victims. So I did have that much awareness. And I th- I think I did stay in a bit of a pity party for a long time, probably three, four years. And that's probably why things got so bad. But there really was a point where I did start to notice that everybody had their thing, you know, every, everybody had something happen. Um, and I wasn't that special, you know, people dealt with big illnesses or they dealt with problems with their kids or they dealt with financial problems or they 
dealt with business problems or they had drug problems in the family or they had mental illness issues. And I realized, I think at some point subtly across the board, I did realize that I wasn't that special. (laughs) That shit happens to everyone. It wasn't, you know, the universe singling me out. So that's something that I definitely could have done better and faster. And what's interesting is now, you know, as I reflect on how far I've come, um, I'm pretty good at getting that shit happens. That's a, that's a lesson I'm proud to see that I've learned in the last decade. You know, I, I have a business and I've had all sorts of, you know, where things just go sideways. We've all seen absolute changes to our landscape. Um, the business world is cha- the online business world is changing at such a fast and furious pace that even if you were expert, even I was expert in business five years ago, if you're not aware of what's going on now, you're way out of date. Even two years ago can be out of date with what's been happening online. And so when we when we come, my company comes up against problems and things, I no longer think, oh, why me? I I now think, oh. All right. So, what 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 needs to be done about this? Um, and that's definitely. I. It's too bad that I've been sort of. I feel like I've been. There's like an old thing called a weeble. It was like if you're older, you might know this toy. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. I've often thought about myself as a weeble in the year since my accident because I did go from being. Um, poor me. Why me? And I have to admit that I did that, but I I have turned it around. And I will say that now I do realize that stuff happens to everyone and we need to make the best of it. Um, and, and so that really brings me to the second one, um, that, that she shares, which is, uh, the next thing we can do to become more resilient is to choose, uh, where we set our attention very carefully. So she talks about, you know, just choose where you put your attention. And that is something I did do. And I, you know, that goes back to me saying, well, no, I don't want to sue because I'm in Canada. It's not the state, the same as the U.S. In Canada, the litigation system is very slow and it would have been years and they put private eyes on you to make sure you're sick. And I just thought, wow, if I focus on being a victim and and being, you know, sort of like staying sick for two years so that I can get this money from a, a lawsuit, I mean, what if I just focused for those two years on building a life back? What if I just did that? So I think I was very successful at that. And I read a lot of the self-help books, but, you know, um, sort of probably read back then, like Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. I think back then I I probably came across uh, Brendan Bouchard back then and saw, he probably talks about, you know, focus and attention and high performance and things. And and so I think, and a lot, I just read a ton of books, you know, I can't even remember, but I, I just read a ton of books and and they all, oh, and I did read a number of psychology books and, and they all really do say, you know, limit your exposure to the news, limit your exposure to bad news. We all know, I mean, maybe we don't all know, but I think most of us know at this point that, you know, the human mind is wired to uh, really react to 
bad news because it's also wired to protect us, right? That there's this part of our brain that is responsible for keeping us alive, that fight or flight or freeze mechanism. But the fight or flight part really gets riled up by the media and we we pay attention to bad news. So the media is sort of forced to exaggerate the bad because they need our eyeballs on their media so that they can make money. The problem is it's disproportionate and it's not also showing us proportionally the good in the world. I focused on getting my news from very neutral sources. I personally currently really like an organization called Quartz because you get the news, but you don't get it amped up or dialed up. They really choose a more, um, just a more direct sort of way of sharing it without a lot of uh, exaggeration, the things that they're kind of a news roundup. And I also got like good news magazines and really went out of my way to consume good news, read stories of people who were overcoming things. Uh, So that I did very well. So I will say I didn't necessarily do number one, get that shit happens. Well, at first I get that now, back then I was having a pity party, but, um, but the second one, choose where I put my attention. I did that really well. And I continue to do that, to try to stay away from inflammatory ideas and news, because that is going to limit, um, the ability to be resilient because it's not in balance. And I've shared this before in other episodes of the thinking vitamin podcast, but it's so important. I'll share it again. Clinical optimism is not, they're not people who are delusional, okay? They are people who recognize that things happen in the exterior world, but and we can't control those things, but we can control our internal responses to those things and that we can control our reactions. And I did read some positive psychology books at the, you know, closer to my car accident that helped me kind of recognize that stuff would be going on outside and that I could control my reaction to that. And so I, I'm proud of myself because I did that. Okay. So number two thing to be resilient is, you know, carefully choose where you put your attention. And that can make a big difference to how resilient you are to things happening to you that you cannot control. That gives you, that is actually what you can control. You can control where your attention goes. So if you have a choice between hanging out with people who are complaining about horrible everything is, and you have a choice of spending time with people who are like, yeah, things are not the way we want them. And here's what we're going to do to make them better. You know, spend your time with the people who, you know, will see the world for what it is, but who are taking positive action, pause, not negative action, not negative against some, here's something we don't move it's not positive to move against things. Like I'm against this and I'm against that. It's like, what? Don't, oh, that, be for things. What are you for? Let's move for things. Let's move toward things. We don't, you know, success comes when we move toward, not move, you know what I mean? Not when we fight. It's like, if we're not happy with the world the way it is today, 
hey, let's get together. Let's let's think about how we can make a better tomorrow. I'm that well, that's like that. I'm very passionate about that. Um, number three, but let's get back. So three things to become more resilient. Uh, number three is apparently resilient people ask themselves, is what I'm doing helping or harming me? And I loved this one. I thought, oh my gosh, like, is what I'm doing helping or harming me? I I think that that's something that I, I can't say I I intentionally did that after my car accident, but as I think about how I think about my actions today, if I do have something happen to me and, you know, I'm not happy about it, I get disappointing news or something that I wanted didn't go the way I wanted, I will notice if by my actions, I am making them worse or making them better. So is what I'm doing helping or harming me? I think that listeners, you're, you're meeting me on on me learning something new after I studied this, because I think that although I haven't actively asked myself that question, I think I've been intuitively good at that. But I know that by thinking about that question, I could be even better at that moving forward. Because I I do sometimes notice that excuses, okay? So excuses are something that I've noticed do keep people um, really limited. Uh, they, when we make excuses, we're um, we're being victims in our own lives. We're basically saying, "Well, I I don't have power, right?" And I think we we want to stay out of that excuse situation. We want to get into a situation where we are in the driver's seat. Um, for my living, I help people uh, very experienced, like, you know, people with a, a decades of, of professional experience who then want to start their own businesses, but can't quite figure out what or how to make it viable or profitable. That's what I do. And I know that the ones who do really well and build their businesses quickly are the ones who take responsibility for their happiness, take responsibility for building a world they want versus like, oh, well, this happened um, and therefore I can't or I'm too busy and I don't have time. And it's to really just dial into saying, hey, you know, is is how I'm spending my time right now moving me toward a brighter, happier future? Or is how I'm spending my time right now marinating or wallowing in something that isn't working? Um, whether it be frustration with people you know, or tech or a financial situation, um, the more we wallow in it, that's doing something that's harming. And Sure, we can take a moment and acknowledge what's happened. Gee, X happened, such as my car accident. That was really crummy. Um, but what can I do about that? I can get, you know, therapy. I can do physiotherapy. I can get support. I can read books. So I didn't do that one particularly, but as I think about these three things that we can do to become more resilient, 
and I think about the work that I do helping entrepreneur or helping people become entrepreneurs, particularly with their legacy businesses where they're sharing their big ideas with the world. I think that those are three really solid things that we can do to become more resilient. I know that I've fortunately uh, managed to become resilient. I managed to really find a future for myself and live into it and make it happen. And if you're dealing with something that's been hard, if whatever your situation is, and I know there are some really awful things that have happened to a lot of people in the last few years, whether it be financial, whether it be relationships, whether it be health, there are some really painful things that happen to you and we can't control those things. We can control our reactions. We can remember that that shit happens to all of us and there's a way through. We can remember, hey, where I'm setting my attention, that's going to make a big difference to my ability to come back better than ever. Uh, and number three, we can ask ourselves in any given moment, what I'm doing right now, is this helping me or is this harming me? So we can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we react. The world is in trouble right now. The, I am deeply, deeply worried about the world. I am worried about the war in the Ukraine. I am worried. <clears throat> I am worried. I am worried about the environment. I am worried about children. I am worried about so many, so many social causes. And one thing that I know is I am personally calling on all of you who have thought of a solution. I am personally calling on all of you who, who have gone through shit, but who have ideas, okay? I'm personally calling on you to do your best to see those ideas come to the light so that we can, little by little, one at a time, come together and do our little part to make the world better please. And we're going to get there by being resilient because we've all been knocked around a bit. But if we can get up and support each other and move forward and make that little scratch, that little dent in the world to make it better, well, I don't know how else we're going to turn things around. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to my, you know, the anniversary of my, my car accident episode. I think it's always an opportunity for me at this time of year, every year to reflect on how we can take something really shitty and turn it into something good. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Thinking Vitamins podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, comment, follow, and come to thinkingvitamins.com where you can sign up to get our newsletter and additional free training. Thinking Vitamins with Jill McKay.